I researched the company for myself to see if I'm even still interested. You know, just because I'm interested in the job doesn't mean that I'm interested in the company the job is listed for. Welcome to Corners and Conversations. My name is Jeremy Strickland. I will be your host of this podcast. I am the founder of Just Contributor Support, better known as JCS. My mission is to provide you with some form of mentorship, guidance, and resources. Corners and Conversations will have different things such as guests, perspectives, different topics of discussion, and different ways of you to look at things. So tune in. Peace family, welcome back to Corners and Conversations. I'm here with a lovely guest. Queen is also on the Success Code podcast. So in the previous episodes, it was OG the Godfather, and now we have Queen. All right, so introduce yourself to the people, Queen. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. They call me Queen. Mm-hmm. And why, why is that? that? That nickname, of course. What does it represent? It represents knowing your value and knowing that you're the first and not the last. Beautiful. Beautiful. So that's what it represents. So when people acknowledge me as that, that's them letting me know they value me. Mm. So for everybody who didn't pay attention to the title, today's conversation be based off of interviews. So, of course, it was just a sidebar conversation. But when Queen started talking, she has a, a distinctive approach about going into interviews. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, family. So, Queen, the first question is, are interviews based more on resumes or on personality? The interview itself is based on personality. And your resume is important, but even your resume has to show your personality. You know, Mm -hmm. because usually when people are applying for jobs, at the end of the day, all of us kind of got the same credentials, you know. The average person in my field that's been in my field, as long as I've been in my field, mm-hmm. have the same credentials that I do. So it's not the credentials that's going to set us apart. It's the personality. So there may be some people who think if it's if it's not put on the resume, then they will be disqualified. Like, you know how when they look for a job and it says this experience is preferred or this is what we in search of. Do you factor that into putting together your resume or you just have a template and you just do like I like to call it the shotgun blast approach. It's just multiple people. It's just application, the same application going out to multiple people at one time. Or do you have the approach of tailoring it based off of the needs for the organization you're applying for? Well, I tailor it based off of the career path. And so, you know, like for me, for my career path in finance, Mm -hmm. financial companies are all looking for the same thing that their competitors are looking for. So if you, if I, I can easily base it off of my career path. It doesn't, I've, I haven't had to base a resume off of a particular company. Plus I think that's giving too much power to the company. You know, I'm, I'm here to interview the company as much as the company is here to interview me. So I think putting your qualifications for the career path is enough on the resume of course, you want to touch on the important things like systems. You know, if, if there are particular systems that are good systems to know in your field, make sure you put that on there. If the job requires a bachelor's degree, yeah, list that you have a bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. But the issue is that won't get you the job. That might get you an interview. But everyone who's putting in for that job has that bachelor's degree. That's why they're looking for the job. 
So it's the personality that's going to get you the job. So a resume is just an introduction. Pretty much it's their way of saying hello, in a sense. It's your way of saying I qualify. Just because you qualify doesn't mean you're good at it. And it definitely doesn't mean that you're the best at it. That's a beautiful way to put it. As far as the personality aspect, are you trying to represent who you are for the company or is interviews just based off of the person who's across the table? Because I know some people, they'll think why this organization has to accept me, but it's not the organization that you're meeting, usually like an HR rep or a supervisor or a manager. So you say Mm -hmm. it should be focused on the morals of the company or is the interview really based off the person who's across the table and you're trying to fill them out? At the time, it's based on the person that's across the table because interviews, especially if you're interviewing for high paying jobs, you know, career paths, Mm -hmm. you're going to go through a few interviews. You know, for for my career, there's always at least three interviews. You have to build rapport with each person that's across the room from you. Meaning if I'm interviewing with you now, but I know I'm interviewing with OG the Godfather later, Mm -hmm. it's important right now for me to build rapport with you. So the person who's in front of you is the person you, you build that understanding with. Yes, because that's the person that's going to open the door to the next person. So what are some good tips before conducting an interview? I know for some people, it's the interview itself that they say, "Okay, this is what I need to get ready for. But I don't think they spend much time conditioning themselves as saying what what they should do prior to the interview. Here's why I get different. To me, the most important thing to prepare for an interview is making sure you don't have a self-esteem problem. That's the most important thing. Can you expound on that? Self-esteem yeah. as in you're, you're critical of what other people are saying or self-esteem problem as in you're too arrogant? No, self-esteem as in in the interview, I can look at you and tell that you're not confident. That's going to kill you all the time. So I tell people if, if you have a self-esteem problem, if you don't think you're the best at it, if you don't think you can do it, fix that first. Mm-hmm. Because that's going to kill the interview, hands down. So the self-esteem is one aspect. Is there a certain thing? Do you give yourself like affirmations before you go in there? Do you go over like a checklist of things to make sure you have an order? Is there like research that you're doing about the company and try to throw that into the conversation to indirectly let them know you've been doing your research about them just as much as they Mm -hmm. want to know you? Yeah, I research companies. I research companies not so much to do well in the interview, because to be honest with you, most of the people in the interview don't know a lot about the company. (laughs) Not until you get to that last interview where that's the person that's been there eight to 10 years. They love the company. They're hired. They're actually hiring for the job. Mm. But those first two people, the, the recruiter. They don't know jack squat about that company. <laughs> they just put in that place so the other person don't be bothered as much. huh? Exactly. So <laughs> I do research the company, though, but I research the company for myself to see if I'm even still interested. You know, just because I'm interested in the job doesn't mean that I'm interested in the company the job is listed for. So that's why I, in you know, research the company. But the most important thing is like I said, you, you have to go in confident. There's no way to get that in the interview. You have to already have it. So I tell people, if you have an issue with confidence, if you have an issue with believing that you're the right fit, don't go in there yet. I tell people all the time, if, if you were able to believe in Santa Claus for eight years, you can believe in yourself for five minutes. <laughs> I agree. 
if you haven't mastered that, don't waste your time on the interview. Take the time to make sure that you fully understand that you're competent and confident. Beautiful. Because the interview is about building rapport. The person that's hiring for the job, they're coming in with no stress, no anxiety. They don't care who gets the job. People think that an interview is, I tell you about the job, you tell me about your qualifications. And it's 0% of that. 0%. Well, that, well, well, what is it then? Is I thought the expectation <laughs> is I got to repeat what I put on my resume because it's not no, like they pay attention to it. That is how you don't get the job. I have about a 95% success rate of getting a job offer once I interview. And never do I talk about the actual job in the interview. Because the fact that I have the qualifications to do the job already shows on my resume. That's why I got the interview. The interview is so you can see, am I a good fit for the people that I'm going to be working for that's already in your company? And see, if you if you don't think that I'm a good fit for the people that's already working there, you're not going to hire me, right? You're not going to hire me and then fire everybody else. <laughs> that's true. I have to fit well with what you have already have going on. And so the 95 98, 99% of an interview is building rapport. Do I like Strickland? Mm-hmm. Like, did I like who I saw? You know, can I work with that guy every day? It's a valid question. Right. Is that the guy that I want to stand next to while I'm fixing my coffee and he fixing his coffee? It's not about if he can do the job because his resume shows me he can do the job. Right? Mm-hmm. It's about how well does he fit in what I call a team. Well, how about this? You've asked yourself, well, you gave yourself the qualifying questions. What are good questions to ask an interviewer other than do he know how to interview? He or she. <laughs> I did not ask him that, by the way. <laughs> good, good questions to ask an interviewer is, hey, and these are my go-to. Hey, tell me about your current team. How do they work well together? What's the missing link? This is one of my go-to questions because it tells people that I understand what you're really hiring me for. You're really hiring me to put me into a system that you should think already works. Because somebody messing up. And I want you to tell me how well that system works. And so the guy at this interview, he was like, well, I have a, you know, I have a good team. My team is a good team. They're hard workers. I have some people that just like to do the minimum. And so, yeah, I'm looking for somebody who can come in and who can do more. Right. And I said, well, what's the, and then I went into what's the incentive for people doing more? If there are people doing less, does that mean that your company doesn't have good, good incentives to motivate people to do more? These are my questions, right? Because I will do more, but I'm not going to do more for free. So what's the motivation? It's (laughs) America. Right. And so he went into telling me what that was. And he was like, and then he told me, he said, well, let me ask you this. What makes you a good fit for this company or for for my team? He said, what makes you a good fit for my team? Oh, 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 that's how he come. He did. And I thought it was a very good question because no one's ever asked me that. He was like, well, I need to know what makes you think you can be a good fit for the job. I said, well, you have a team, right? He said, yeah. I said, is it a well-working team? He said, I love my team. I said, well, you should be looking at me and asking yourself, am I going to fit well in your team? You're not going to change your team just for little old Mia, right? (laughs) Valid point. 
So you should be telling me if I'm a good fit for your team. Or you can let me meet your team and then I can give you an honest answer about how well I will fit in it. That's a lovely way of going about it. Yeah, it's a lovely way of going about it. Yeah, because I couldn't, I mean, honestly, I couldn't answer it, right? I don't know his team. (laughs) So I tell people the best questions to ask is questions in relation to relationship rapport and who you're going to be working with and who you're going to be working for. Don't focus on the job description. They already know you can do the job. So going there, just talking about what's already on the resume and what they know is already, you know, it's, it's counterproductive because you can, be, you can be getting more information from them as in, are you investing your time wisely? Or is this a company that you trust or you wish mm-hmm. to be the, the representative of in that context? And the right. way how you present it as well, tell me about your team. Usually an interview will start off with tell me about yourself. So do you go in asking that question you're not going to be working with the recruiter or the hiring manager. Mm-hmm. So that's why I would always say, tell me about your team. Now they're going to ask you to tell them about yourself. <laughs> so, so do you, do you go into your life story about how you got into the field or why you passionate about it? What do you feel different about it? Like, do you, well, what I'm trying to say is, do you ask that question? Tell me about your team first. So you get some background on them and what, what part do you play and what it is that they need? Do you start off the conversation Or do you wait for them to say, tell me about yourself, and then you give them the background? Well, I kind of let them ask me some questions first. They'll usually ask me if I have questions. And this is what I do, real talk. (laughs) When they ask me, do I have questions, I literally go, yes, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) That's a lot of papers you got there. I have a piece of paper in front of me with questions. And so with your, your set questions... The questions you tend to ask to individuals during the interviews, which you was describing as well. So, mm-hmm. of course, when you expound on yourself for somebody. Well, I know it would be it would be different based off the industries that they go into. But mm-hmm. what structure, if you have any advice on that, what structure should somebody have when it comes to them describing themselves to the person across the table? Because, of course, they, they always want to start it off with them leading and you responding to them. But I see your context about it is you like a balance. So I'm going to answer your questions, but just know you're subject to answer my questions as well. Right. So when they start off with, tell me a little bit about yourself. How should you expound on that? Should it be more catered to what you know they're in search of? Because if we're doing an interview, I already know kind of what you want from me. Or should I go with, I was born here, graduated from this high school and went to this college. Well, how, how how should you go about it? First of all, be yourself, because if you if you get a job not being yourself, then you're going to have to work with a lot of people who expect you to be the person you was in the interview. Valid point. Right. So start off being yourself. The question that you can start off with, I mean, the answer that you can start off with as far as the question of telling me about yourself is start with what you're looking for. That's that's how you start. Don't start with where you got your degree and all. They see where you got your degree on your resume. I always start with what I'm looking for and why I'm looking for it. It's not a date. No one cares if you like nice, you know, walks on the beach. (laughs) People want to know what personality you have that can benefit them in the job that they're hiring for. Beautiful. So the way how you approach it is you start off with an honest discussion about what it is that you are in search of. Right. Mm -hmm. The things that that, tell you the type of person I am. True. And then you expound on the things that 
that you are in search of, not necessarily this is the career that I want. Obviously, that's a no brainer. But you are expounding on the tools and resources that can help you in the fields that you wish to grow in. Right. And so that it's like you're not telling them what they should ask you next. But in a way, you're already checking off the things that they will ask you later on because you're already answering that in your about me section. For the listeners that are listening, they'll be between the ages of, let's say, as young as 14 to as, you know, to as much as 19, 20 years of age. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of them, they may not have the the resume, the background, so to speak, for that experience. It'd be entry level jobs that they're going for. Do you recommend they conduct a mock interview or like role playing to get themselves prepared for what to expect when they go into an interview? Yes, I do. And the reason is because they have no experience with interviewing, which means they're most likely going to lack confidence in the interview room. And so the mock interview is to build your confidence, get you confident about telling people who strict low is. Mm -hmm. So I do encourage, you know, people to do mock interviews, not so much to spit out questions or answer questions, but to get comfortable in talking, talking about yourself. That's the most important thing. If I was going to do a mock interview, it would honestly just to tell, it would be just the question to tell me about yourself. It's never about, can you do the job? If, if your resume got you into the interview, they know you can do the job. Otherwise, you wouldn't be sitting across the table. That's now, true. they want to see how well can you do the job with the people that's already at the job. <laughs> because those people aren't getting fired. <laughs> so you have to work well with these people. The environment is all about can you fit well in the environment, you know? Can you recall how many interviews, like to your best guess, how many interviews have you experienced? I've probably done about 130 interviews. 130 interviews. What would define a a bad interview then? One interview I walked out of because... They weren't ready. The guy that I was interviewing with was the guy that I knew I was going to be working with. Like I knew he was the person I was going to be working with. And you knew it didn't work out. I told him in the interview, I said, you're the type of person that micromanages. I'm the type of person that fully understands organizational psychology. We're not going to work well together because people who know how to organize their life don't need micromanaged. I walked out of an interview because I felt like the lady was selling the company too much. And so that made me lose faith in the company. And I, I actually walked out of an interview because it took them too long to come into the interview. <laughs> and I feel like they <laughs> And they mind she so she never showed up in your mind. I left early. I, I actually left a note. Oh. Yeah, I left a note. I said, "Hey, I've been waiting." I said the interview was supposed I think it was like the interview was supposed to start at 2. I've been waiting for 2:30 even if this was a test to see how long I would wait. I think it's a disrespect of time. So, mm. good day. <laughs> I wow. Love. As I sit here, I'm amazed because I wasn't expecting this amount of feedback, so to speak. Like, I know I, I now me, I'm usually social media. I'm applying for another job. I'm applying for another job. But there's never <laughs> been a conversation about how to conduct an interview. There's mm-hmm. that I'm going to an interview or I, I feel or this is what I feel after the interview. But there never was a when you're in the interview, it's not about the job. You already are a candidate for it. I try to implement the, it's a book called Presuasion. 
So when I give them the what positive things about my resume led to my candidacy type stuff. So it like forces them to point out the stuff about my resume that they align with. You know, so like that changed the the perspective of an interview because for everybody else, they're trying to sell themselves. But the way how I look at it, you tell me what's great about me. And mm-hmm. so I give them just good silence and they give me what their interpretation of what my experience is. Tell me what makes this a great company. You let them have that conversation. So it's like they <laughs> I call it a what, what, what's the word I describe it as? Verbal acrobatics. That's what I call it. They about to be sitting there with so many vowels and synonyms and antonyms. Some people can't answer it. One thing that I love is when I'm interviewing with recruiters and they haven't studied the company because they're going to shoot the company in the foot by not being able to answer that question to me. So at that awkward moment, do you just say, all righty, we're just going to move past this? Or do you say, I think I need you to go back to whoever trained you and let them know they failed? And you need to go treat the next person because you're sure not about to have this discussion with me. Like if you if you already set the bar at a certain level, is it nobody can't go below that? Or do you say maybe they're nervous? I'll reconsider. Well, if they're nervous, then they have no business sitting in front of me because (laughs) people who are interviewing for jobs usually make pretty good money. So they shouldn't be nervous. (laughs) But for people who don't know how to answer that question, I usually say, no worries. That's my go-to phrase. <laughs> I say, no worries. I'll research the company. But at that point, they usually know they're not going to get me. <laughs> Did you have this same perspective during your first interview? When you say you was in high school and you had that first job, was that you got it because a family member worked there and you knew somebody? That's how you got on? Or did you just start going through interviews until you asked yourself, is there a better way to go about this? So my first interview, I think, is the reason why I interview so well. Because in my very first interview, I realized at the tender age of 16 that interviewing is all about people pleasing and building rapport. And I learned that because I had absolutely no credentials. (laughs) I was 16. I was standing. This was a long time ago. So I was standing in Chili's. You know how they used to just post and say, hey, we're doing interviews at three o'clock. Right. And you just show up. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm here. Showed up. Me and a whole bunch of other people trying to interview for a waitress position or whatever. And the guy said, uh, it's crazy because I remember this like it was yesterday. <laughs> mm-hmm. The guy said, who can come here and de-escalate this bar. And so, I mean, this customer. So he was sitting at the table. He was supposed to be the escalated customer or whatever. I walked up, I volunteered. And I said, I said, um, sir, I said, your waitress told me that your order was wrong. I came here so that I can get your order right. I said, can you repeat the order for me? So he repeated the order for me. I wrote it down. I I said, okay, this is what I heard. I repeated the order back to him. I said, okay, so first, I want to apologize for the order being wrong. Secondly, is there anything I can get you to drink while I go and personally put this order in for you the correct way? He said, yes, I want, I think he said Dr. Pepper or something. I said, okay, so I'm going to go put the order in the correct way, bring you a Dr. Pepper. We're going to wait on our order, and then I'm going to recheck our order and bring it to you. And I apologize that your waitress did not get this right the first time. This is not the Chili's way. Oh, that's what I told him. (laughs) He said, literally, he said, that is what I want. 
from everybody here. <laughs> everybody <laughs> after so you. so great because you know what? Not only did I get that job, but I had that job all the way up until I got into um, my junior year in college. Because even after the job, the job was in Shreveport, but he actually transferred me to Chili's in Ruston because I was so good. So I was able to keep that job my freshman and sophomore year at Tech. I always was able to pick my schedule. I had the best schedule. I had the best hours. You know, I was in college making three, four hundred dollars on a Saturday because college students was in there spending all their money. <laughs> so the people you seen in class broke the same people who so <laughs> thank you yeah. for allowing me to live my life. Y'all have y'all yeah. come on down anytime. Thank you. Yeah. And then no, I didn't know Jack squat about waitressing. But I said, you know what? I bet if I can if I can be humble. And I can take the blame because you never, no one ever wants to take the blame. So if I can take the blame and I can be humble and I can compliment, I bet you I can get at least halfway to yes. Mm. And that's, that's, that's all it is, man. I've never, now a good tip, I've never been in an interview where I didn't compliment someone. Now it has to be a genuine compliment, <laughs> but I've never been in an interview and then compliment someone. Yes. And especially the the moral of that story you was explaining. I have no experience. I don't know what I'm about to get myself into, but you use something that you already was familiar with, your personality, and that transferred over into how everything else was conducted. Mm -hmm. And so I think that really speaks volumes for a lot of people, because the first thing they'll say is I have no experience or I have no resume. But then they never look at the qualities that they have that teams or organizations desire because mm -hmm. there's what's put on paper, but then that's what's done in actuality. So on paper, you know, it's going to be in a teamwork environment and all that, but in actuality, they need people who complement the environment and the culture that they represent as well. So that's a valid point. Um, right. Is there anything that you wish to give to the listeners as we wrap up this podcast? Know your industry. Of course, a lot of what I said works. It's bulletproof in my industry. And that's because I'm an expert in my industry. I'm an expert in interviewing in my industry. So it's good information, but it's bulletproof information for my industry. Your first job is to know your industry. If you're a chef, know something about how to interview for a chef. Shelf job. I'm pretty sure you got to go in there with a portfolio or mm -hmm. a taste tester or something. You know? <laughs> know, know what you need for your industry. Yes. It's the same thing with, I, I tell people all the time, it's the same thing with dress code. You know, I know a lot of people say, oh, wear a suit, wear, but know your industry. Some industries prefer people to come to the interview a little casual. Based off of what it is. Yeah. You wear a three piece suit and you're, uh, you know, you're interviewing for, you know, let's say fast food industry. They're going to say, what are you trying to do? Are you, I think you're trying too hard, dude. It's not the Steve Harvey show. It's right. flipping burgers. You got to know what works for your industry and know what people expect out of you. Because it's not, you know, it's not going to be the same boat, you know, for every ride. That is true. That is true. I like the way you describe it. It's not the same boat for every ride. And once again, family, you could find Queen on the Success Code Podcast, okay? It's on Podbean, and it's also on Facebook as well. Please tune in. They they talk on a lot of topics. What was last week's topic? It was intersectionality. All right, that's what last week's topic. So if you check that episode out, it's a lot of information. You probably never even heard of that word, 
But if you tune into that podcast, they'll break it down for you. Is there anything else you wish to explain or inform the audience of, Queen? Read, sell, or be sold. <laughs> By Grant Cordone. It will be in the podcast notes as well. Yes, because everyone is a salesperson. Everyone is a salesperson. Doesn't matter what job. I don't care if you're in education, teaching kids. If you're not selling them on what it means or how important it is to learn math, then you're failing at your job. Every, everyone's, <laughs> everyone's a salesperson. Mm, so, Especially. Yes, it'll in, increase your confidence. Don't go into an interview not confident. Those people will eat you up and spit you out and go on to the next. I will be one who does it. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here at Corners and Conversations by JCS. Hope all is well, family. Take care of yourself. Appreciate your queen. You're going to do great. You continue to do great. And if everybody tune in to the Success Code podcast, they will continue to hear this growth. So I appreciate your time. Appreciate you. All right. For those that are still listening, thank you for your time and contribution to JCS. If you have any topics you want covered, wish to be a guest on a show or just a conversation, you can email me at contact at jcsupport.org or fill out the podcast request form on our website. Best wishes to you and yours, and I look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, take care.